How many love Jesus this morning? I say, how many love Jesus this morning? If you have your Bibles, if you can go to Philippians, Philippians 4, 18. Philippians 4, 18. Go ahead and stand to your feet as we read the word this morning. We give you praise, Jesus. I'm going to title this Riches and Glory. Riches and Glory. And we're going to conclude and understand the love equation. I recognize that as we went through understanding intimacy, that there are some things that seemingly we're able to overcome, and there are some things that we're not able to overcome, and we have to learn intimacy. Perfect love casts out fear. I say perfect love. It casts out all fear. The ability to lead a people. As believers, everybody in here, if you are a believer, you have an assignment as an evangelist. You might have not been through that class. Everybody have an evangelistic expression. That doesn't mean that's your office, but you have an evangelistic expression. Which means you're called to do what the Spirit of God is in you to do. So in that evangelistic expression, you have to realize that I can't minister effectively what I haven't learned to engage with and interface effectively. My assignment, and sometimes I get off it, but my assignment actually to the church, my assignment to the church, my part in the body is really to teach the intimacy in the heart of God. That's my assignment. It's really simple. I was called just to teach you the love of God. I'll wrap stuff around it, but we're going right back to the love of God. This morning, I want to show you to provoke you because the devil sometimes lied to us to make us believe that we can bring our commitment more to the world for mammon. You're inspired by mammon. We are. You get up for it. You fight for it. You struggle for it. And God is saying, if I can get, watch this, a little bit of that energy just to believe what I said. And it will help you understand that I already had riches in glory. Don't tell me you don't have a love. You got a love. That which you focus is your love. But I'm a jealous God. And I don't like idols. So what God is saying is there's a blindness that we have to deal with. But it's going to help my children obtain all that I died for. How many of you know he died for you? How many of you know if your natural parents died and left you something, wouldn't it be something if they died and we didn't take on ownership of that properly? Wouldn't that be a, a, a disservice? How many know that Jesus died for some stuff for you? So when I come into that reality, it awakens, it awakens and reveals him versus the falsehoods. So we're going to go into this and learn the love equation. I'm going to teach you how the riches are in glory. Can you say amen? Philippians 4, 18 through 21. 
Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Ephroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Somebody say, pleasing to God. A sweet-smelling aroma, acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all. Somebody say all. How many? How much of the supply? How much of the supply? And my God shall supply all. How much? So nothing was left. Nothing was left. Shall supply all your needs according to, this is the problem, this is the thing, this is the complexity, according to his riches in glory. Where are the riches? In glory. By Jesus Christ. Now to our God, Father, be glory forever and ever. You may be seated. Father, I thank you that you give us a word this morning that will edify, that will bring alignment to us and hope to our souls. We give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And if you love them, can you say amen? But I want you to understand that there's a divine supply that we have to learn to be accustomed to because there are deceptions and uh, things that come to us because we do have needs. How many of you know we have needs? I say, how many know we have needs? What you have to realize is when God designed you, you were designed to have a need. But God knew that you had a need, so he made a supply for your, your need. And in that supply, he made sure that he had enough of the supply to facilitate all of your life. I've given you the power pertaining to all things in life and godliness. So I've already facilitated a possibility for you to enter in all that I called you to be and to have. Everybody in here under the sound of my voice, there is something that you're looking for. If it's something you're, nothing you're looking for, you wouldn't be here. Now, if you came out of here out of control of something else, that's, you know, that, that's another story. But everybody in here, you came because there is something that you are looking for. The thing that we have to understand is how to get to God, the divine design, and the God supply of what we're looking for, knowing that he supplied it. How many know God supplied it everything? I say, how many of know God supplied everything? It's already done. We're not, he's not making anything new. Even what we call he's doing new things. You make all things new. Y'all like that tone. Isn't it? All things new, yes. It's not new as we think it's new. Because there's new anything new under the sun. There's just the revelation of something new. Okay, stay with me. There's nothing new. There's just a revelation of something new because he's already finished the work. He sat down at the right hand of the Father and listen, it's already finished. He said, choose life. Choose it. And when you choose life, I'm going to reveal to you what I've already accomplished. Every devil that you're going to overcome, watch this, God has already accomplished them. We're coming into the revelation that he's already accomplished it. Y'all stand with me. We're coming into the revelation that he accomplished it. So the issue has been, though, coming into the revelation only come by intimacy. Because even if I come, see, the revelation of it is to know it. Revelation is to know it, to, to understand it, to get it the way you ought to get it. Can you say amen? 
Now, I want to teach you a couple of things about who you are in Christ and what this glory really is. Somebody say the glory of God. Come on, say the glory of God. How many know that the Bible says that we were bought with the price? Okay. And in fact, before we go to this next scripture, I'm going to go here. Go to Romans 8, 30, 8, 30, right? Watch this. Romans 8, 30. And the Bible says, moreover, whom he predestined. Somebody say predestined. Which means he did beforehand. How many know that you, were, you listen, God chose you beforehand. Have you ever thought about that? How blessed I am to be here. Y'all know how many sperm cells was fighting for, for the position? Have you ever thought about that? How many? Do I got some doctors? How many is it? Thousands? Millions? What, what do we got? Oh, billions. You telling me I was chosen out of billions? I don't know about you, but that's a winner to me. Tell somebody I'm a winner. Oh, man. I need to go put my title up. Billions. And I won. He, he predestined me before the world began. He knew you before the world. He knew you before you was going to have a problem. He predestined me, which means you are already in the mind of God. Which means that, what's this? Some things we keep thinking we got to figure out. God said, I already knew you. You're not figuring out anything. I need you to discover what I've already known. What did I just say? You're coming into discovery of what Jesus has already known. Because you're not going to the end of you. You're going to the beginning of you. Can you say amen? I want you to listen to this. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also what? Called. Somebody say, we're called. Guess what? You've been called. You've been called. Whom he called, these he, he also justified. Okay, so how many are Lift your hands. Are you called? All right. Did, did you lift your hands? Okay, question. He said, only call, he did what? Are you justified? Yeah. Lift your hands if you're justified. That was a little slower. I, I don't understand. It was... What happened? He said, I called you and then I justified you. Okay? I called you and I already, I justified you. All right, ready? And only these he also, whoa. Now who's glorified? Now it's interesting because we don't feel, we don't feel justified. We don't feel glorified. I'm, come on, can somebody be honest in here? You say, Pastor, I see all those scriptures. I don't feel that type of way. I feel judged, I feel in bondage, I feel broken, I feel busted, I feel disgusted, I feel like I don't get no right, I feel like I lied to myself. Y'all want to keep going? We can, I'm good at this too. I, I feel all of this stuff, yet the word of God is saying you're justified. The question becomes, watch this, when the revelation came, did God just justify you? Or, or were you already justified? You came in a revelation of what you already were. Come on, you, we got to ask some questions this morning. Are y'all ready to learn this morning or y'all need a, a happy message? Because I need to show you about yourself. I'm going to ask again. When you overcame the challenge and you saw that God said that you're good, daughter, you're good, son. Did he just make that decision? Or was the decision already made? If that's the case, why do I pray to God like I need him to make a decision?
See, we want, we, the devil has lied to our minds that God don't love you. God don't accept you. God don't want you. God don't even like you. God just putting up with you. Yet he told me, keep that up for a second. He told me that I was already, watch this, predestined. Not only that I was predestined, you chose me out of a billion, billion, million, trillion, trillion. I can tell somebody I got purpose. Come on. Say I got purpose. I was chosen for such a time as this. And I'm not going to let you waste your time because he chose you. So the devil has lied to us to make us believe that we got to keep making up God's mind. God, do you love me today? But no, you don't understand. I lied. I know I said it a hundred times. But let me give you 70 times. But do, do you like me today? And God is trying to help you to fix your conversation. Those I what? Somebody said I've already been predestined. These he also, he put a calling on you, yet you as a sinner. That's why many are called, learn something, saints. Many are called, but few are chosen. But it doesn't mean that they don't even have a calling. That's why I tell the church, stop justifying because you say I'm called. Everybody's called. It's not about necessarily the calling. It's understanding the choosing of you. And the choosing of you is understanding the revelation that you've already been chosen. Is this going to fall by my head? When he called, these he also. So when you said you were sorry, watch this, and did it again. If I say everybody raise your hand if you did it before the getting in, some of y'all be lying, keeping your hands down. Everybody, you did, you said it, you said sorry, you did it again. I'm gonna help you. You did it again. You ain't gotta tell me how many times. But I'm gonna help you know why you keep doing it again and not getting liberty out of it. It's because you keep trying to get forgiveness, not knowing that God has already forgiven you. If you re realize, come and stay in the realization of who he is to you. Because if you come into the realization of who he is to you, watch this. He said, I'm going to be too good for the thing that you keep doing. That's why the law cannot fulfill you. The law says I got to do right because of God. Love says I'm doing right. Okay. I'm doing right through God. Not because I'm going to do it through. Somebody said, learn to live through him. Learn to live in him. We had a good time this morning in mastery. We learned that the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's what? Righteousness, peace, and it's within. And it's interesting because nobody really understands and know why. If you don't know what the thing is, how do you know when you got there? He said, I'm going by Momo House to eat some red beans and rice. He said, everybody on the way. Where are we going? I don't know. How in the way are you going to know when we get there? How do you know when you enter the kingdom of God? How do you know how to refute somebody that's not in the kingdom of God? So what is the kingdom? Peace and in. Somebody say, you got to be in. I can have the Holy Spirit and not be in. The Bible says, God in me, watch this, and then it says, I am in him. Which means every word that you hear, you got to learn how to exercise that word. Fall in love with that word. Can you say amen? So I want you to understand that there's a, saint, there's a, 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 a sanctification that usually we don't allow the process to unless we understand justification. We usually don't go through the process of sanctification when we don't understand justification. Because why would I go through sanctification if I'm, I, watch this, if I feel guilty about 
what I did. Are y'all tracking with me? That's why religion is dangerous. Because the letter without the spirit is what? The Bible says the letter kill it. How many of y'all have been killed before? How many of y'all have been cut before? How many of y'all have really been cut by a word? Like, it, you knew it was a right word, but it didn't feel right. The reason why is a lot of times when the word comes without justification, justification allows a person to handle the word purely and submit to it without defense. Are y'all tracking with me? So the goal for sanctification is to bring you into glorification. Somebody say sanctification and glorification. Glorification, he said, you, I shall supply all your needs. So the divine supply is when I bring glorification into your life. But I need to understand justification. Somebody say, I've been justified. Until we realize that there's a justification that God has redeemed us. It's going to be hard to come into divine repentance. And the repentance of God is just to see like he sees you. How many of you know repentance? You know, your, your cry is not that you did the wrong. Your cry is that somebody loved you so much that you, watch this, you felt that love effect. Like how, you know, God, you, how can you still love me? Yet I messed up. Somebody say that's the love effect. So I want you to understand God is giving you the ability to understand all that he died for. He redeemed you. He set you free. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And you got to know that you have been justified. So it's not about you getting right. You can't get right. Say this with me. I cannot do right. Okay, I just helped you. And if you go into a religious church, I'm sorry you messed up. You, you won't, because we've been taught that we got to get it right. You can't. Can I free you today? You can't. And if you give me a conversation like that, I'm going to smile, but I know you can't. If even if you tell me something that you want to do good, I know you. Many of you are still bonded and offended by people who couldn't do what they promised. And the reason why you're offended because you still trusted in the flesh. Because you believe the flesh of them rather than believing the God submission of what he said you need to trust in. Can you say amen? So you have to realize no man, listen to me, only God is true. Let every man be a lie. Well, that tells me that we are liars. Oh, I know y'all ain't going to like that. That tells me we are liars. It's interesting. We just, we just read our lie. No, that one is a liar, liar. And then you got the liar, liar, liar. And then you got the fullness of a liar. And then you got, uh, 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 you know, so uh, it's interesting. How many other, uh, uh, you, see, we judge liars. We judge thieves and we judge, we judge them. And we didn't know we were one. I, I, I'm not no murderer. Didn't you hate your brother? Come on, I'm going to fix this up. I just got to help us know where we are. So you can stop justifying your righteousness. Because if you understand how to stop justifying your righteousness, you're going to learn, wait, if there's nothing I can do to fix me, why am I wasting time trying to do it? Tell somebody to save some time. Come on, tell somebody to save some time. Come on, next year I'm trying to get you above where you've been. And you're going to learn to save some time. Redeem the time for the days are evil. So you got to get out of the justification of self-evaluation. Write that down. The justification of what? 
the justification of self-evaluation. The Bible said it's not wise to judge yourself by yourself, especially if you're judging yourself by yourself, by your carnal nature. Even what I say to myself from a carnal driver is still not true. How many things that we say, how many thoughts do we get a day? Which means you have been the judge, the, you've been everything. You've been the attorney, everything. You have wrapped that judgment around your own self. And God is saying, I got to unwrap you. I need to unwrap you from this judgment. This judgment is going to pour out in your life. It's pouring out in your life. Yet you've been predestined. Excuse me. I've justified you. Sanctified you, I've glorified you. If y'all can hear, understand. Which means I'm not going to do it again. I've already done it. So the question is not, God, when I do this, will you forgive me for this? He said, I've already did. That wasn't the question. The question is, when are you going to come to realize what I've done? And watch this. The love for me when you come into the realization is going to keep you from doing it. Different perspective. We've learned to fight a lost fight. That's why most people fight the air. We've learned to fight a lost fight. Because we, we, we call maturity, keep fighting the devil. But nobody had the conversation that if you knew what God did over the devil, you can stop fighting the devil. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Which means the perspective not supposed to be from your trouble. The perspective is supposed to be from your liberty. He did say, do not be ignorant of his devices. Are y'all walking this morning? I know you want some gravy advice, but we're going to get there. You've got to understand liberty is in the spirit. Which means God didn't call you to live from bondage to bondage, struggle to struggle. I rebuke that doctrine in you that taught you that poverty, struggle, slack, and slack is godly. It's not. It's a curse. It's a curse. It's a curse. It, poverty is not a blessing. It's a curse. Struggle is not a blessing. It's a curse. Now, as you struggle, there's a, a, a proportion that you can't have faith. But the goal is to learn to keep the faith. Don't ever justify lack. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Don't ever justify lack. Because he's already glorified you. I said he's already glorified you. We just got to come into the reality of the glorification. How many of you know you don't live what you don't interface? You don't live it. It's like having a check in your pocket that you never cashed. I think I heard a story this week. Somebody had a check, then held it for a year and never cashed it. I said, they have a real problem. Jesus said, I, I bought it. I gave you a check. But you keep telling me, no, I'm going to pay. You've ever been in line to man want to pay for your stuff? You say, you stop it. Don't pay for my stuff. I can handle it myself. See, the devil has taught you to handle it. Y'all all right? I got about two friends here. I can live with two. As long as I got two, we're going to work. You've been taught to fight by yourself. And I understand because, see, you had to build something. You had to protect yourself. But God said, I need to dismantle that protection me mechanism. I got to dismantle that in you. Because every time I'm trying to make something of you, you deny my access for the acceptance of what you can do. 
And I need you to understand that it's not by power, nor it is not by might. It's going to be only by my spirit. Can you say amen? There is something that we have to realize because God is more for us and we got to know that he's for us. He's not against us. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to understand the, the workings of God. Go to Hebrews 12, 6, 10. I'm teaching this morning. I want to teach you so you can actually move somewhere in your life. Hebrews 12, 6. Watch this. For whom the Lord loves, he does what? He chastens. What is chasten? Chasten is a discipline that gets the job done. We're going to start, we're about to go into the love equation. Y'all ready? You say the love equation right now? Yeah, we're going into it right now. You ready? For the Lord, love, he does what? He loves. He does what? He loves, he what? Chastens. And what's this? Scourges every son whom. Now, I didn't hear that when I came to the altar the first time. You got the chasing and you got the scourging. Yet he's saying it's going to come through. Look, yep. All right, let's continue. If you endure, somebody say endurance. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom the father does not chasten? Go to the next. But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not. You're reading your Bible. Go to the next one. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us with belts. I'm sorry. Who corrected us with their hand and fists. All right, I'm going to leave y'all alone. And we paid them respect. Shall we much more readily be in subjection to the Father? Listen. To the Father of, of what? Of spirits and live. Okay, I'm going to break this down in a light way. Tell somebody, God love me. That's why I go through sometimes. Some of y'all ain't saying that I know you. I was, I was with God when I ain't got to go through. God loves me even though I go through sometimes. Because those he love, he bring you through a discipline process. Because he's trying to give you a backbone so you can handle the vows of the adversary when you're going beyond to enrich yourself in the blessings that he called you to inherit. Inheritance cannot come without warfare. Some of y'all need to write that down. Inheritance will never come without warfare. I'm talking about divine inheritance. And the problem is we keep trying to win without warfare. Inheritance will never come without warfare. Because if you're really opening the right gates to inheritance, you got to open the gates of hell. Because you're not only bringing yourself through, you're bringing people through. You're standing in the gap making sure that no, 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 you can't have this family. You can't have this child. You can't have this. No, 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 no. See, you got to learn to stand in the gap. I'm going into what God said. But not for only my far no more. I've got to grab you and grab you. Let's get to this thing. So when you're dealing with real gates, the forces of hell has to test your license. Saints, I told you, stop getting used to regular church. Y'all want to stop getting used to regular church. Listen. You're only going to move if you understand the spirit. Can you say amen? You don't need another good message. That's the problem. Stop waiting for good messages. Get a purposeful message. Can you say amen? I'm not here to play church. I'm here to give you something that will deliver you in your life. I can stay home for that. No offense. But these are keys. Somebody say keys. You need the keys to the kingdom. 
when you start to adhere to what God said, God gives you a key and license. When you get licensed, watch this. The, the, the rebellion of the, that's why I say, do not love the world. Because when you start being contrary to what the world does, of course they're going to deny you. Many of us are afraid of denial. Look how quiet it got. Jesus. Oh, yeah, many of us are followers. We're scared of denial. You pet rabbits. Your teacher's pets. Because you need a grade, you need this, you need that. Now there's a way you need to, you can be shrewd as a snake, but don't ever submit yourself outside of the bounds of the divine control. If you're going to move something, because somebody say I'm an heir. Though your children, you're an heir. It's all your saints. I know nobody's going to tell you that. That's what your Bible told you. You're an heir to all things, yet still a child until the appointed time. But it is yours. He's restoring all things from heaven and earth. He's restoring them to himself. That's why we got to stop believing the lie that you're afraid of a place. It's not about a place. It's about your person. If you get your person in position, you'll understand the spirit gauge for the place. Can you say amen? Stop. Don't ever let the devil make you think it's about a place. Well, if I go there, you know, it's just going to be this, 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 this. Well, you only feel like that because of your person. Because Paul said, I can do many things, but not many things are for me. But it doesn't mean I can't do them. Y'all tracking with me? So you got to know what's permissible and what's principle in your life. Tell somebody, don't, don't violate principle for what's permissible. But God will give you permissibility extension when you learn how to hold principle. But if you can't hold principle, a lot of times you're not qualified for permissibility. Hallelujah. God scourges, God scourges, he chastens those he loves. There's something about the discipline of God that knows how to get us back on track. That knows how to what? Have you ever noticed that when you go through something you fast the most? Okay, all right. Have you ever noticed when you went through something, that's the first time you prayed the longest? Okay, all right. Okay, I think we understand in a little bit. It might make sense why it was good that I was afflicted. Because it woke me up to get back to where I was supposed to be in the first place. I was laughing to my wife. I said, girl, I felt something came on me. But it came so quick. So I went into fasting. And God spoke to me. He said, son, you should have known how I work. Because as soon as I got it, I felt healed. Everything left. I said, God, you stop playing with me like this now. I don't get sick. If I do, I miss. So when something started dealing with my body, I said, oh, wait, hold on now. But I'm like, no, but you know, I've been doing, doing, but he said, no, 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 no. You've been, you haven't been doing as I taught you to do. Doing and doing it as your covenant has called you to do it are two different things. See, the problem is you're doing it like they do it. I didn't tell you you do that. You stay in your lane to what I call you to do. They can do a half days and two minute prayers. You don't get that benefit. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to me. No, you have to have a pure flow of hearing me. You, 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 yeah, your excitement is going to learn to be all the way in me. I said, oh, so you allow afflictions to put us back in place? Oh, Jesus. Come on, I got scripture for you. 
I got scripture. Count it all joy when you fall, knowing that the testing of your some of you are in affliction, and all God is trying to call you to is come back to home. He's calling you back to your relationship that you were supposed, the one that you used to have. You know, it's so interesting. Believers don't understand that there's a grace for, for every deficit. The problem is, the problem is, or the issue or the challenge is, even though God is able, the question was never the ability of God. The question was always the willingness of man. It was always the willingness of man. If it's the willingness of man, what is God actually trying to do with us? He's trying to turn our face to be willing, not religious. We keep making it religious, and he said, all I'm trying to do is get a willing vessel. The religious, leave them alone. I'm going to bring them home in time. I'm looking for willing vessels to make some moves in the earth. I'm looking, looking for some willing vessels to, to make some dominance, to move some uh, principalities and powers out the way, to save some families, save some cities, save some education systems. I'm looking for them to take ownership and manage and disciple the world. Go into the systems. And be full of the presence of God. Tell somebody, I'm going into that system. Full of the presence of God. You were called to do more and become more. You are what you're becoming. You are what you interface. And you have to understand that God called you to stay in that glory realm. But if you don't understand that he's justified you. The enemy will keep you in bondage of what you did year after year after year. But you got to learn to pull on the grace of God. Can you say amen? Tell somebody to pull on the grace of God. There's a divine supply waiting for you. The Bible says in Matthew 22, 35. The one, actually 37, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So these are the three steps to getting back to your relationship with God. You ready? Love the Lord your God with what? All your, and all your, how much? How much? It means that you can give in proportion. There are many vacuums, there are many faculties of your heart, your mind, and your soul. Somebody say many. Stop thinking because you just did one that it was meant the others. That's why the Bible says God is a deep God. He has to go deep because there are elements and faculties that he got to get to to make sure that he punctuate all of it. Jesus, you shall love. You shall love the Lord first, not you. Not your brother. To love my wife, I have to love God first. To love my wife, I have to love myself first. Them amens keep getting lower and lower. I don't understand. To love anyone. That's why I tell you, stop praying for everybody else first before you pray for yourself. They taught y'all wrong. You, you just want to pray for everybody. But you haven't even learned to be excited about what God has done for you. So you're so busy worrying about everybody else. But the Bible is telling you, I need you to learn to love me with everything first. Don't even go half. How much? There are many faculties of your soul, of your heart. I can love God in proportion. The problem with proportions is when you meet a greater challenge than you, your norm, you never fulfill 
the glory for which God had called you into that. And the danger is justification. Can you say amen? So love them with all your... See, the problem with some of you right now is say, I know this. No, you don't. I know this. No, you don't. You'll be doing it. You'll be doing it. Let's check it. Let's test it. Paul said, you still arguing? You know this? You read it? Let's do the test. What was your last argument? And you still offended. I might help him. This is, this is a good church. Come on, because see the justification. Is, I know this. You know, I've been in church a long time. Let me help you. This is what you say you know. Let's do your test. What was the last argument? Did you forgive them mentally or did you forgive them inspirationally? There's a difference. You ready? No, I forgave them. You ready? Watch this. I'm going to hear your prayer for them. But well, I don't mean I got to pray for them. No, 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 no. See, the Bible says pray for those who despitefully use you. You know this. All right, let's get to the test. Let's test your offense mechanisms. Let's test who in your life you feel you can't deal with. I'm going to give you the five moments. I, 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 come on, I want you to come back to my church. I'm, I'm not going to. See, see, we have been preaching over your discomfort and the deception of your minds in hell. He said, be careful, lest the root of bitterness spring up, which may become defiled and fall from grace. Nobody ever preached that. I'm trying to save you from the deception of bitterness. This is the, this is the last days, and we got to get it together. Many will come in my name and say, Lord, Lord, I did your ministry. He said, I don't even know you, Joker. Why? Because your heart was bitter. I'm not screaming at you. I'm screaming at the enemy that wants to lie to you. That wants to justify you. Because you got to realize God loves you so much. That's why mercy keeps following you. So, no, no, no. And if you notice, watch this. God keeps having the same conversation with you. Isn't it interesting you keep talking about that bitterness? He said, no, 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 no. We're going to have a conversation about this. I, I, I know you're praying for that, but we got to have a conversation about this. Love the Lord your God with all. When you pray and you learn to be mature in prayer, you search all. That's why, that's why I take length. Pray long prayers. I don't care what you heard. Pray long prayers. It, there's a need for long prayers. Pray long. Pray long. I want you to pray long. As much as you can without violating your family, stay. I know you watch your YouTube channel. They don't take all that. Yes, they do. That's why they don't do all that. Pray. Pray and pray until you reach and make sure you know your, all your heart. When you hit all of your heart, what's going to happen is you're going to be outside of you. You'll be beside yourself. <laughs> you, it's, no, it's no longer I who live at that point. It's Christ who's been illuminated through me. Now I love you and I don't even know why I love you like that. I forgive you and I don't even know why I forgive you like that. The greatest deficit in the body of Christ is holding on to offense. It's the greatest deficit. We can worship God, but you're still offended. And the problem with offense is not entering into intimacy. And the greater danger of that is the root of bitterness springing up. And it will cause defile. Eternal, eternal judgment is a thing. Do y'all understand that? That's the first principle. We preach eternal judgment. What does that mean? We will be judged. We will be judged. 
So God is saying, I need you to accept my love. Don't stay in that thing. Forgive, tell somebody, forgive quickly. Forgive quickly so you can move on. The reason why we don't forgive because we don't understand. But the love of God wants to bring you into under. If your brother hates you, love him. If he despise you, forgive them. Buy them something. You know what that does? It makes them come into me. Are y'all tracking with me? God wants you free. I say God wants you free. He wants you free. He wants you free. Can you say amen? Which means you need to work on what you don't understand. You need to work on what you don't understand. Love God first, and then you love your neighbor as your, because you loved your, tell somebody, I got to love myself before I can love you. Before somebody try to talk to you about the love of God, check their love for them. I got to be a good example. Love yourself. Can you say amen? Therefore, Mark 11, real quick. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, whatever you ask when you pray, when you learn to love yourself, whatever you ask when you pray, watch this, believe that you, what is it? Believe that you have, and you will. How many want to have this year coming up? How many want to have the rest of this year? How many want to have what you're going to say? Believe that you receive and you will have. Watch this. Next, this is how you're going to have. Whosoever stands praying, if you have anything against anyone, do what? Forgive. Somebody say forgive. Forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. Stand to your feet if you can.